Welcome back to the Task Talks podcast, podcast where we talk about all the goings on in the world of school psychology, education, special education, and just our random thoughts and musings. I'm Chris Ponce, your host as always, and joining me today, Kia, what's going on, brother? Nothing much, Chris. How are you doing today, man? I actually have a really funny story. So, um, and it's, it's before we get to That's our so guests. like you. That's so <laughs> exciting that you finally have a funny story. <laughs> but the funny thing is I don't try to tell you guys that I have a story before we start. So usually they're just kind of improvised storytelling on the air. But so I was, um, my son's really into like battling right now. He's four years old. So he likes to just kind of wrestle. So we were wrestling as mom was putting our four month old to bed. So we had to like remove, move away from the baby's bedroom. And so we were doing our bat in our bedroom and my wife and I's bedroom. And we're just kind of farting around and beating each other up and whatever. And he's like, Oh, I have to go to the restroom. So I'm like, all right, just use ours. Don't run to yours. Let's use ours. Now we have a bidet which is really fun. Oh no. Oh no. Like my friend Andre 3000 said, we're so fresh and so clean. So he's going in there and he's using the facilities and then there's a flush and then he doesn't walk out and it's not that far. Right. And I'm like, what is he doing over there? But also the psychologist in me is like, I just want to observe this and just see what happens real fast. (laughs) And so I hear him kind of fiddling around with things in there and it has a dial, which is how you turn it on. And then suddenly I hear, I see a squirt of water come flying out <laughs> of the toilet area and he comes running out. He's like water washing his hands with it. <laughs> no. Oh no. <laughs> so he was sitting right in the projectile path and he got like sprayed on the, like the left side of his face with bidet water. <laughs> and he came running oh. out, like freaking out. And I was like, what happened? He goes, I touched, I did the thing, the thing, the wheel. And I was like, did you turn on the bidet? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, are you okay? He goes, yeah. But I'm also like hugging him and laughing at the same time because as parents, that's the only way we can get through the day, correct? Right? Yeah. Right. Everybody please tough. give me positive affirmations. <laughs> yeah. Tough break. <laughs> tough break, Ollie. No, that's right. But now, how much y'all make in Judson ISD that you have bidet money? That's like, right? Yeah. Well, you know, this is the twenty. I have one. I we just got one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, this is a twenty twenty model, so we might just get rid of it. You know, and the twenty twenty threes are so much better, guys. It's heated water and everything. So now it's a it's like an attachment. It's a tushy. It's great. (laughs) It works wonders. But let's talk to our disembodied voices real quick. So we're gonna start with Dr. Laura Rankin. How you doing? Good. How are you doing? Good. So kind of introduce yourself. We don't need your whole life story unless you want to do that. I'm perfectly fine with that. If you want to turn this into a therapy session, you have three people here who can help you. Um, But first of all, just kind of what do you do and kind of how did you get into our world of school psychology? We always want to kind of know that. Sure. Yeah. So um, I'm one of the LSSP supervisors. Hopefully by the end of this month, I can say school psychology supervisors. Super excited about that. Oh, so close. I saw the Facebook post today and I was like, yeah, oh, (laughs) um, but one of the LSSP supervisors here for Northside ISD, uh, we have about 100 LSSPs in our department, um, two supervisors and then our director. And so I've been in this role for about five years as a campus LSSP before that high school and then a little bit of elementary and kind of how I got into the whole field in general. I was at school at Sam Houston State and working at a residential treatment facility they have there and uh, wasn't really sure what I was going to do after graduation. And the director of that facility was like, hey, have you ever thought of school psychology? I had never heard of that before um, and didn't know what it was. And But Sam Houston has an excellent program. So I looked into it, did all the requirements really quick and got into the program and just kind of fell in love with it, I guess. Worked in Illinois for my internship, New Mexico for two years after that, and then have been in San Antonio for the last 10 years, I guess. So you're just, you're just like a very nonchalant motivational speaker, right? Like I, I learned know. what psychology was, <laughs> I just did everything real fast, and then I just kind of moved on yeah. and stuff. So yeah, I just, just kind of fell into it, I guess. But it's just been it's been really cool. Just kind of like everything fell into place and I feel like super lucky in that respect. So yeah, but also it's weird because like we get stories like this all the time, and it's it's like school psychology is like a boring version of the skull and bone society or something. Because like just like no one's ever yeah like just no one's ever heard of it. And they're like, I was wrapping up grad school, and then they were like, oh, there's this whole program. Yeah, yeah. and I think Sam Houston, it's kind of overshadowed because you know the forensic psychology is so yes. big there just by virtue of its location. And so, <laughs> yeah. you know, sure. but it's, yeah. a, it's a really good program. Love it there. Mm-hmm. 
That's true. I think actually, I think you are first Sam Houston graduate. I think I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think that's true. Cast. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to go through our Rolodex, Kia, and I don't think there's been anybody else. So, so you no, went to right. you went to Illinois. We're at in Illinois. I was in Joliet, so I was outside of Chicago. Okay. And, and you were, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, that's. I was just saying it's you know as you would probably expect really different up there. They were like an RTI only kind of situation. So when I was like, hey, I need five cases for internship to test, they were like, ooh, that's going to be a problem. I don't think I tested <laughs> five kids last year. Like, Can um, we find a kid that needs sped testing? Guys? Yeah, <laughs> and it was. It was very much like, I mean, I guess you could test them if you wanted to, you, could, you know, to like dust off all their test kits. For <laughs> so um, you're like, this think- is the whisk R. Like, this is going <laughs> to work. Like- <laughs> So, so that I think that's going to kind of confuse a little some of our Texas listeners, right? So we're we're very test heavy down here. So, kind of, can you tell us maybe what the difference is? And just so you guys know, we do have another guest upon this episode too, Emily Williford. Also, I needed to get the name out so I could just kind of say it one time and not have to deal with it later. Let me know. We are coming to Emily, but this is this is interesting. I don't, I, can, I don't think I can see the done. sweat forming on Chris's brow. He's like, up. it's going too long. It's going too long. I'm going to mess up her name. Oh, yeah. I, you guys can't tell, but I have a pad here and I wrote <laughs> Emily's last name and circled. I know it's an E, but I circled, I put an I and circled it like four times to make sure I do not pronounce it like an E. So. Yeah. You got it. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. Dr. Rankin. So can you, can you tell us about like, why was, why is there not a lot of testing up there? Yeah, sure. So, and I mean, this was, 2011, 12. Um, but from what I understand, it's still pretty similar. And so when they come to a meeting where they're thinking a child needs special education for SLD specifically, I mean, they come with a literal mountain of data. I mean, it not only shows you kind of what we get sporadically here, which is like, oh, we did this intervention and here's a couple data points. I mean, it is weekly data points for that student and the data points for every other student in that class. So they have the average growth for a student. They have what the standard deviation of the growth is. And it's like, well, if it's beyond this at a point 1.25, they qualify if they don't. And they were using a dual discrepancy model, which means you know they're significantly below an average peer, which they have the exact number of that class, what the average is. And then they're also significantly discrepant with the rate of their improvement. And again, they have all of that. So sitting in that meeting, I can look at all those numbers. I can tell you, you know, if he meets that criteria or not, and then you just qualify him. So a large part of my internship was really learning all of those intervention programs. And my supervisor was a a very strict woman. And she would say, (laughs) okay, they say they're doing Wilson reading, go and watch and make sure they're doing it. And like time them and make sure that they're doing their 30 minutes a day. And it's like, well, no, they're doing 22 minutes because once they come in and then pack up, well, then that's not good enough. You tell them it's not good like, enough. Oh. I'm like, I'm an intern with a Southern accent. Like they don't trust me. Can I listen to me? <laughs> yeah. And so then, you know, that was a huge, huge difference. And then I felt like I understood that after a year and then went to New Mexico, which is about in the same RTI boat as Texas is. And it's like, oh, intervention. No, small group. We did it. Yeah, yeah we, we, did. Off, we offered tutoring. They didn't show up. You know. yeah. <laughs> Let's move on. You know, so, yeah, got a, got a very wide range of experience early on. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that with us, Dr. Rankin. And as much as I would love to just talk more about that, we need to move on to our other guest tonight. So Emily Wilford, <laughs> which I'm going to say a thousand times today. Um, <laughs> Tell I'm us. gonna start saying it wrong just to confuse you. Yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, what you're currently doing, and then kind of again, how did you find our world? Got it. Well, <laughs> yeah, similar. But <laughs> so I'm the lead LSSP of training and development facets to that job. I supervise our interns. I coordinate our practicum students with their site supervisors and kind of you know check in with them throughout the year. I coordinate professional development for our department. I make sure that they're set up, we're set up, and that, you know, meet our requirements as far as that's concerned. And lastly, I haven't had to do a lot of it lately, which is a good thing, but recruitment, (laughs) job fairs, things like that, getting materials out there about our department and our district. I've been an LSSP. This is my ninth year as an LSSP. 
Um, and I've been in Northside that entire time. I, I kind of just did the pipeline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did my undergrad, you know, in San Antonio, a uh, major in psych with a specialization in child development. And in that, you know, trying to figure out what to do with that, I knew I had to go to grad school if I needed to do something in psych. So same thing, kind of like, yeah, the, the whisper in the hallway of like, have you heard about school psychology? Of like, <laughs> I have not. <laughs> so I looked into it. And yeah, sure enough, I was like, yeah, this sounds great. This is what I want to do. So, uh, you know, applied for grad school. I went to Trinity University for grad school. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I did my uh, practicum and my internship here at Northside. I've been here ever since. Mine's not as fascinating as... But now she controls the pipeline. Yes, exactly. (laughs) This is good. There is is nothing wrong with going to Trinity University and doing your practicum and internship at Northside ISD. That makes for a great LSSP, if I do say so myself. Uh, As I I hear more and more of our stories of how we found this world, a lot of it is like somebody told me about it. And I'm going to try to shoehorn a movie reference in. So let's see if I can do it. So it reminds me of like Hocus Pocus with like Sarah Jessica Parker, like slowly singing in the hallways of like an education department or a psych department. And you hear like school psych, but only some of us can hear it. And we just follow the voice. And then we're suddenly in the program. And then we just like go through it real fast, like Dr. Rankin did. And then now we're just school psych. So <laughs> that's, that's much better. Cause like my vibe when, you know, it was is like, I heard a drug dealer. It's like, hey, kid, yeah. hey, kid, you want some, hey, kid, you want some school psychology? Like, here, like you can try it out. Hey, you want to be employed for life? Don't worry about burnout. <laughs> <laughs> so we brought you guys on because we want to talk about some of the amazing stuff you guys are doing in Northside and some of the programs you've implemented and some of just fantastic mm-hmm. stuff. You guys both work in the same district. So do you guys kind of collaborate a whole lot as far as your guys' roles in the district? Well, I was really excited because the training and development lead position is only, I think, three years old, four years old. Uh, let's see. Yeah. That is like the fourth year. Yeah, fourth yeah. year. And before that, I was doing it all. So now Emily does. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, short, <laughs> short answer. So you're yeah. like, I yeah, love that she's yeah. here with this job. So yeah. Now, now my main role in the training and development is to call Emily or text her and be like, I got this idea. We should do something on sleep and attention. Like, <laughs> just like there's go make that, that happen yeah yeah find us a sleep expert and it'll work via zoom and for not a lot of money yep <laughs> yeah That's so really i think i think it really works too because we just try and really listen to our department members and like mm-hmm. okay what do you guys want to learn about yeah and so right now kind of end of the year wrap up we're coming into that section where it is like, okay, we did, we were super trauma heavy this year because our department is in the process of becoming a trauma-informed department Mm -hmm. um, with the South Texas Trauma Consortium. I'm not going to get that acronym correct, Um, (laughs) but it's our second year in that process. So we're really doing a lot to do more trauma-informed care and Mm -hmm. on all different aspects. And me and the other supervisors were just talking this morning. I was like, man, it's been a really heavy year when yep. it comes to mm-hmm. professional development. Mm-hmm. Maybe next year, can we do like animal assisted therapy and bring in a petting zoo or, you know, something. And I'm already working on it. I'm like, I got you. Yeah. You got we're going to, we're going to take it back to some things. Yeah. So we, I think not only the training and development lead, but we have a lot of other lead positions too. And we all mm-hmm. kind of work together as leadership to try and meet the needs of of the LSSPs and our two awesome diagnosticians. I yes, don't want to forget them. Definitely. They're new to the team, but they're amazing. So yeah. we wanted to make sure we recognize them too. How do you guys manage and kind of help out a hundred school psychs? No. no, for those of you that aren't familiar with Northside, it is in like the Northwest part of the city of San Antonio. And literally there's nothing between the end of North, the end of Northside and El Paso. Yeah. Um, so the district can just, just grow going. forever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. It, yeah. <laughs> I, I was there for three years. They built 16 schools right. in the three right. years that I worked there. It's bananas. Yeah. yeah, we had a new high school open this year. We have a new elementary next year, and I think a new middle school after that. Every year I've been here, we've opened new schools. Yes. And we get no, a my, new LSSP position for every new school that's open. Yeah. So it's no. it, we can continue to grow our team. Yeah. Yeah. We used to joke. I'm like, they're going to run out of Supreme Court justices to name these schools after. So. Yeah, we made that joke too. Yeah. 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 Like, who's left? Who's yeah. on the ballot <laughs> next year? Let's just take a guess, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, but yeah, to your question on how we kind of organize how you support that. that group. Yes. Yeah. How do we support them? Um, like I said, we have our director and me and our other supervisor at the top. We don't mm-hmm. have campuses. We're here at central office. And then we have lead positions, which we have specialty leads like behavior, mm-hmm. bilingual, um, those types of sort of niche things. Mm-hmm. Um, our training and development, obviously. <laughs> um, but the people can call if they have specific questions about different kinds mm-hmm. of cases they might be coming up against. And then we also have lead LSSPs that are geographically based. So we have uh, five at elementary, two at middle school, and one at high school. Mm-hmm. And so the whole district is broken up into clusters. And so every cluster has about eight to 10 LSSPs. And so they can contact their cluster lead for kind of procedural questions or, you know, hey, can I run this by you or I need to vent about this or whatnot. Yeah. Um, and then if the cluster leads don't know and, you know, nobody in the cluster has any idea, they're like, oh, yeah, you might want to call, you know, Dr. Rankin or Dr. Yeah. Hackman about that one. And all the 100 LSSPs are divided within between the three supervisors also. Mm-hmm. So even though there might they might be assigned to one of the three of us. They know that if they call, if it's an emergency, if weird stuff's going down in an art and they need to step out, they can always call our office and get an answer immediately if they need one. And so even though we're a very large department, we really put a lot of work into really building the connections between everybody, letting everybody feel supported and that sort of thing. Um, And with, like you said, our student population, over 100,000, 120-ish campuses, Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of hard, and it's really easy for people to kind of feel overwhelmed, especially the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put in place a tracking sheet, which is a Google sheet that everybody has that they put their evals in, and then I kind of work as air traffic control, and so we have a master sheet for everybody that I can see everybody's numbers, and so we have some helper LSSPs that maybe have smaller campuses or things like that, and so when people start kind of climbing up and they're getting to the top of the list in terms of referral numbers, I'll send a helper out or I'll call them and say, Hey, you're, you're looking, you know, pretty high. Do you need somebody? Yes. Yes, please send somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think in the past, it's been kind of, it was kind of hard for people to reach out and say, I'm overwhelmed. I need help. But I think in the last few years, that's really changed. People aren't as, you know, kind of apprehensive about that because in the last few years, everybody has been overwhelmed at some point. And so they've all had help and our, our department, our personnel are just fantastic. And so if we send out something that say, Hey, so-and-so, you know, got into an accident and they're going to be out. Could somebody come help? Mm -hmm. We get at least 10 responses within an hour or so saying like, yeah, I can come take a case. I can come help out. And even beyond that, just being able to reach out to our cluster. So uh, I'm also an elementary LSSP. I have a campus as well as the lead role. And so I, I'm in a cluster too. So I have my cluster lead that I can come to and say like, hey, this is happening. And we all have that ability to just like shoot a quick email. Like, hey, I'm double booked. Can someone cover? Like, it's really cool. Clusters go out socialize and all that. Mm-hmm. And we try to do department socials too, just mm-hmm. to kind of lighten That's the load great. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. No, and, I, and I think you're right about the, you know, the asking for help piece. I feel like in years past, a lot of us were probably afraid to ask for help because we felt like there was some kind of tacit admission that like we, we couldn't handle a job or didn't yeah. know what we're doing. And I think we've collectively come to a big realization of, no, there's just way too much work to do. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And so, and sometimes that is, it's too much at one time for where you are, and it, that is okay. School sites um, are prideful, right? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I think we get used to being like the person on our campus. Yeah. You yeah. know, and so it's really easy to feel like you're on an island and like I have to take care of this. Everybody mm-hmm. else is taking care mm-hmm. of their stuff. And once we put the like cluster system in place, it became a lot yeah. more real to people. Like, yeah. no, everybody's doing this. this it's, is uh, that's good. I it's feel true. like I was a lot more open to help once we started having yeah. our class. That's great. Yeah. And no, I feel like when I was a, whenever I was a supervisor for like interns, you know, early career, like one of the, like the phrase I need you to learn is I'm not sure, but I will get back to you yeah. <laughs> because like, I, I feel like to the interns all the time. <laughs> yes. I'm like, I feel like so many of them feel like they have to have all the answers right then when a teacher comes up to them or an administrator mm-hmm. comes up to them and asks them a question. And I was like, I need, I want you to write this phrase down and repeat it. So mm-hmm. like, just, yeah. It is okay to say, you don't know right now, but you will figure it out and get back. To them. Like exactly. you do not, 
you do not have to have the summation of all special education and psychology psychological knowledge in your brain immediately accessible that's just not realistic yeah it makes me nervous now when not, not just interns but like people who are new to the district when they're like oh no i got it i don't have any questions and i'm like but you should though but and do you yeah <laughs> i don't hear from the intern <laughs> yeah. yeah if it's been like even like a day and i don't hear from the interns i'm like what's going on guys yeah. <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. something i think too even with our with our new hires that come in whether they are interns or first year or they've been 20 years in another mm -hmm. district um, all throughout the fall we have new hire meetings that happen on friday afternoons so mm -hmm. two to four thirty or whatever they just come and they ask procedural stuff they're like is this normal my campus is telling me this or again just event yep. or things like that and it really helps kind of build a cohort of the new people so they get to know somebody they have people they can reach out to mm -hmm. and new people they meet one-on-one -on -one with whoever their direct supervisor is weekly until they and the supervisor feel like they're okay to mm -hmm. kind of fly on their own and there's some people that they just like meeting every week mm -hmm. i mean i have people that this is their third year with the district and i'm like okay do you want to still do supervision <laughs> weekly this year and they're like yeah i think i would to get away in time yeah. Yeah. with so many people i'm sure it helps build community and brings people together, mm -hmm. especially in these post-pandemic times where people want that again. And then you guys are very forthcoming with information and like consulting and things like that. So I think it helps. It's more, it's also a, a direct reflection on you guys of how much good work you guys are doing out there. Like I say out there, I mean, it's like that way for me, but like, I mean, I live in Northeast, so it's not that far from you guys, so. no. but, but it's, I, I see, and I hear these things and it's, you guys are battling the burnout in a very productive way, a way a lot of other people aren't doing where we're all overloaded with cases. So we're just going to get contract workers to come out here and knock out as many as possible. But you guys are doing the tangibles that I think are really important. Has this been going on for a long time or is this an, a plan you guys have implemented recently? We've definitely been, I think, a more targeted effort in the last maybe five, six years. Agreed. Because it used to be very siloed. Yeah. We, yep. You know, because mm -hmm. we're, we're unique in Northside in that psych services is its own department. It's not under special ed. And oh. that's just a huge thing nice. because right. we have our own director who is an LSSP. Mm -hmm. He knows the the job and what we're expected to do. But, and then although all of our LSSPs are assigned to campuses by us, they're not under the control of the campus principal right. or the special ed director. And so a lot of times that pressure you can feel to, you know, make an eval come out a certain way or mm -hmm. things like that, it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, and we can advocate for our staff from a leadership perspective, like, okay, no, she's not going to do bus duty. We have our facilitators, you know, on every campus. So our LSSPs don't schedule, mm -hmm. they don't send out invitations, they don't prep ARDS, they don't have any of those responsibilities. So yeah. we try to keep it you know, as, as purely an LSSP position as we can. Yeah, but the initiatives of the clusters, of the leads, of, of all of that, like, support definitely has come up a lot, like, with, I'd say the last, yeah, you're right, five years or so, as I, I kind of, I, you know, I was here before and after we started doing it, and I've seen the level of support, you know, shift. It, we, it's increased greatly. Well, you guys are also, like, what Emily, you're doing with the PD stuff, that, Again, those are things that help, right? You are you are actively building from within. You know, you bring on whether it's an intern or a new hire or first first of three years, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, you may be a little rough around the edges, but we develop from within for clearly, like Emily, long-term employment, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I think that's incredibly exactly. important too, right? Because I mean, I think a lot of people try to just find, it's all, I, I'm saying this because it's fresh in my mind. The NFL draft just happened recently. So it's fresh in my mind. But like you try to find the potential in somebody instead of like the maybe somebody who's already hit their peak, but is already good. Because you're like, I can make Chris a great school psych. He has all the tangibles. I just need to maybe kind of smooth around some of those areas. And I feel like you guys are doing that for your hundred plus people. <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think, I think word kind of gets out and that, that works mm -hmm. for us. And mm -hmm. we added an interview question, not to give one away to, you know, whoever might consider interviewing. Okay. That's okay. Hang on, hang on. Uh, we'll, we'll, audience, audience, turn away for a minute. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but we added a question like, what made you apply with us? You know, because we want to know that 
our applicants, you know, kind of have that same mentality that, you know, have you looked into it or is it just something like, oh, no, I just needed a job and, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But we like to hear like, no, we've heard about you guys. You know, I used to work in Northeast or mm -hmm. Harlandale or Dallas and we heard you at TASP or we saw this and, you know, we really like the the mentality and the support that you guys offer. I um, want to check a box anytime they're like, I spoke to Emily. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard this I podcast one time and I really need to come down. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's been nice in, you know, the last few years when everybody's, the shortages are happening and all of that, that we've been fortunate enough to be fully staffed for the majority of that time. So we haven't had to bring in contractors or anything like that. We just kind yeah. of cover it. Um, that's that's incredible. Yeah, especially in, in the times we're in now, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I did want to talk a little bit specifically about the PD piece, you know, because one of the ways uh, that we ended up here is that Laura, you know, I, and we saw you all at NASP uh, talking about this PD process, but specifically for an area where we get a lot of questions, comments, and that's about counseling. So you mm -hmm. all saw a need for the service. You saw a desire in your people, but there were some gaps that needed to be filled as far as logistics and competency. And that's something that you all made happen. So can you tell us about that journey and, and how y'all kind of tackled that? Sure. sure. Yeah. So that's, that was another kind of shift we made in the recent past mm -hmm. is that, you know, we used to have very strict, you know, parameters for who gets counseling and, and what that looks like. Mm -hmm. And especially pandemic after that happened, it's like, we need to be doing more of this. Mm -hmm. We, our, we started seeing ourselves more as kind of an untapped resource, like right. more kids could benefit from this. And so we kind of just let it out like, hey, guys, do more counseling. You know, let, let's get more kids on your caseloads. Let's do that. And we just assumed that counseling numbers would go up because like, hey, you're getting the green light now. Go, you know, everybody wants everybody. to, to <laughs> just do it. You know, you get a counseling case. You get a counseling case. Everybody gets the counseling group. Um, I but, can, and I can yeah. speak from the campus level that we were like, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> that, that was just the assumption. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> Go on. Yes. And so, but actually I want to give with the whole NAS presentation and everything, really, it was the brainchild of one of our campus LSSP yeah. that was like, Hey, I think we just don't know how to do this. Yeah. She saw the need and she was the one that said, Hey, can we do something about this? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's Emily Rogers, by the way. Well, yeah. mm -hmm. Shout out to her. Shout out to Emily. <laughs> my, my Emily partner in crime. Yes. But yeah, she she kind of brought that to me. And we encourage all of our staff, like if you have an idea that you think we should be doing, but don't know how to make it happen, bring it to us as the supervisors right. will figure it out for you. Um, and she just had this idea, like, we don't know how to do this. We need to build our skills. Mm -hmm. No. Yep. And yeah. we incentivize, you know, as we fleshed out the idea, as we looked into, okay, how can we do this? How can we plan this out? We also realized that it would be, you know, a, a great incentive to look at the PD part of it as far as getting hours. Of course, you know, people want to learn the skill, but people are also like, oh, if I do this, I'm going to get hours. <laughs> and so we made it a cohort model and said, hey, like, if you're in it, you're in it for the entire school year, September to May. But you get nine PD hours if you come once a month in in do this with us. Yeah. And because we thought about it, we we're like, well, we can do a PD, a three, four hour mm -hmm. one. The district has two full day PD days. We can do that. But we we're like, wouldn't it be better? Like if they could, like, we could go register them all at Trinity or UTSA and like put them in a counseling class. Right. Um, and we found out that that wasn't possible because it was very expensive. <laughs> so we made our own. <laughs> You're like, oh, wait, credit hours cost a lot of money these days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> We're like, can yeah. we just like hang out in the back of your classroom? And then, yeah. Uh, like, Pass yeah. fail something. I don't know. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no auditing. auditing. No auditing. Security concerns. <laughs> blood, yeah, whatever. I don't remember. But so we kind of, we took that idea of, of what a counseling class is like and like said, kind of made it fit for us. Yeah. So what that ended up looking like is like Emily said, one monthly session and we did it at lunchtime mm -hmm. on a Friday um, when most people could get away. Yeah. And so the first three months we did really just direct instruction. Mm -hmm. Like here's what cognitive behavioral therapy is. Here's what um, acceptance and commitment therapy are. And we how we did that, we did a needs assessment, like what 
kinds of counseling do yeah. you feel like you know? Do you need to learn more about? And then we kind of use that to inform our sessions. And so we got uh, professionals from the community. Um, one of our previous LSSPs that's an LP and doing her own thing now. She's awesome at, she does kind of a DBT, ACT blend, which is really nice. Yeah. Uh, she came and talked to us about that. And then the next three sessions, we kind of did like mini skills, like, okay, we've learned the foundation. Here's how to actually put that into practice, kind of role playing, things like that. And then the last three were more of a practicum. Mm -hmm. Like we went out to the campuses. We said, okay, who are your kind of tier two level kids that could benefit from something short term? And then we matched them with our uh, cohort members. So they actually got to do some practice with that. And then they came back for those monthly sessions and sort of debriefed and like, mm -hmm. here's what's working, here's what's not. And then our last session was kind of an overview. And then, you know, we had kind of a big brainstorming session, like here's one case I couldn't crack. Can we mm -hmm. get some more help? You know, hive mind sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and we were expecting maybe 15 or 20, you know, yeah, maybe. Into this. especially like having them commit the whole year, you know? Yeah, we were like, okay, yeah, maybe yeah. we'll do this. That's a lot of commitment. Yeah, we ended up with about 40. Yeah. yeah. And then people were like, oh, yeah, I need my hours. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, no, it's exciting. Not that just people... that because they were getting it from everything else, too. Yeah. So it wasn't only the hours. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think it's a very, it's a, it's a, if you build it, they will come kind of situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people know that that need is out there, especially now more than ever. But then wanting to feel like you're competent and confident in executing on that service. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of us, that just doesn't, the opportunity doesn't come up often enough that you feel that. And so getting, giving them that extra support, giving that logistics um, and training just is, is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we tried to make it as easy as possible. I mean, we made like a counseling goal bank for yeah. IEPs that people don't have to feel like they have to reinvent the wheel mm -hmm. on every case. We used uh, some of our resources to buy like manualized treatments, mm -hmm. uh, workbooks, things like that, that we put in our professional library. Um, I love half price books and anything that's on sale. So I always go to the psychology section like, yes, this will work well for our professional <laughs> library. Um, making sure it's the newest edition, not something yeah. like 87 or something. <laughs> Let's go in our classics section. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's history, a little the history of, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It has a little sticker on it. Like we don't use these words anymore. <laughs> You know, it's nice to look at. So so now we have a lead for counseling as a related service, and she's actually an LPC. Mm -hmm. We uh, sort of snatched her from the special ed department. Uh, and so she works with us. And we found we just kind of moved things around and shuffled things around a little bit. Um, and the district gave us an extra position or two. So now we have three LSSPs mm -hmm. in addition to our LPC that all they do is related service counseling. Yeah. So they go and they work with the more severe, the more long-term, you know, kind of cases, but that's not a support that we ever had in place before. Right. And now if there's something like the normal eight to 12 sessions, that's usually done on the campus. Mm -hmm. And if it's like, Oh, this is, this is pretty significant. These are some severe issues. Then we refer to the uh, counseling team. Yeah. And beyond that, they're a great resource. They're an email away. If you know, I have a case I'm like, I'm out of ideas. What should I do? It's great to reach out to them and get some ideas. That's, That's awesome. So awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to ask this question. I don't, I hope it, it's not meant to be like, uh, like a gotcha question, but what, where do you find time to do all these things? Like truly, like that's, that's a real question because I think a lot of districts are like saying, I want to do that. I want to do that. Yeah. But like mm -hmm. yeah. you guys are actually doing it. You're not just us saying we want to do that. So like, how did this, yeah. how do you guys keep this up? So we're working on a lot of different fronts on that. So for next year, we piloted uh, this year at the end of this year, we piloted a uh, referral kind of program because on the campuses, I mean, not that anybody ever gets any or inappropriate referrals never. or feels. Oh, that never happens. They're perfect. Every no, time. No. I'm just saying hypothetically, of course. Yeah, I... <laughs> um, if that were to happen, uh, there might be a better way to do that to kind of decrease the adversarial nature that mm -hmm. some referral meetings can have. And what we thought of was like, well, what if they just met, they didn't make any recommendation for testing, but they just then sent all their documentation to central office, central office made the decision and sent it back. 
you know, and if it's absences, lack of data, you know, bilingual issues, some exclusionary factor, we could tell them about that. Mm -hmm. So that's something we're piloting because we're like, if we could get rid of some of these referrals that are, you know, that shouldn't have gotten to us yet, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, that just aren't ready for evaluation, that would really help take things off people's plates. Um, in addition to just not having to attend those in the first place, right. they could, if they wanted to, we gave the people the option, if they wanted to attend, they could, but you know, that was something, but also just looking at different ways to report, right. And like, mm -hmm. okay, this kind of historic way that we've always done things that yields a 30 page report. Do we really need to include all that information? Um, I'm a huge CSEP component. Love it. Use it all the time. <laughs> um, and so kind of introducing things like that, like, do like, you really need two subtests per G? Do yeah. you really need, you know? <laughs> and some people are like, yes, you do. And it's like, yeah. all right. Like, okay, calm down. You can have it. Here, you know, I will protect it from your cold, dead hands. <laughs> I'm trying to find someone to help us like with report writing as PD for next year. So oh, but, nice. yeah, we're trying to spread that around to the rest of our yeah. department. So if there's any listeners that, you know, happen to be experts or even founders of this method, then, you know, that would be willing to come speak to us, you know, we're, we're all there. <laughs> and it's E-M-I-S-E-S. <laughs> 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 my email at the end. <laughs> we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll all yeah. be there. Yeah, implementing time, you know, time-saving measures, but also not sacrificing the quality. Yeah. I remember there's a really good uh, metaphor in the thriving school psychologist's handbook, she had one of her earlier books, she talks about that idea of like the reports and it's like Vera Wang example that she used, super relatable to me. Um, but she talked about like Vera Wang dresses that are like individually made and unique events. And then she talked about her other line of like simply Vera, I think is what it was mm -hmm. called. And it was like, these are like off the rack dresses. They're still nice and they still do. All and she, that was the idea. It's like, sometimes you need a bulletproof report that four lawyers and a judge are going to read and right. the parents are all lawyers stuff like that and then other times you need a legally defensible comprehensive appropriate report and that's what this is over here right. this simply exactly. um and so just having that like how can we write a report that is comprehensive that covers all required legal components that is appropriate for the needs of the child, but isn't right. a 78 page exactly. report every single time. And then time. we also have things where we're a Google district, everything's yeah. Google with us. So we have a Google drive and it has like test shell templates, report mm -hmm. templates, that sort of thing. So if you've given a fam mm -hmm. and you've never done it before, you know, you mm -hmm. don't have to write your own template. You can you go in and it. grab it. And then just trying to, again, just have that mentality of, do we have to do it this way? Right. You know, if it's mm -hmm. a great way and it gets the job done, by all means, let's do it. But we shouldn't be doing something just because that's the way we've always done it. Like, right. let's yeah. revisit, let's, you know, kind of rip mm -hmm. this apart and see if it stands up. And if it doesn't, let's find a better way to do it. Exactly. Yeah. Are they saying that they should think again? Sorry, we try to shoot more <laughs> this into every episode. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, th I, I think we're we're non-contractually obligated to bring up Adam Grant like every episode. Like we just we're just. You mean that book written by the esteemed Adam Grant? Adam? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, yeah. We're we're like um, John Oliver on his show where he's like, he keeps bringing up Warner Ladders. He's like, they're not yeah. a sponsor. I'm just a fan. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> same way. I don't like, want to know who the business daddy of this podcast is. Yeah, it's Taz. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's it's Taz. That's fine. Yeah, no, we 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 receive no money to do this. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but all jokes aside, that's what you guys have essentially done. Is how do we re approach the position and the field because is it's been the same way for years for decades we can say it that way it's been a gatekeeping role but we need to be invigorating and we need to rethink how we kind of do everything right because mm -hmm. for a district of your guys' size i don't think you can necessarily rely on the morals of yesteryear right and the way that it's done like and, and i and this is i i love where i work guys but there's a size difference between you guys and us like we have we have 20, we have 27 school psychs and we're like, we added three on this next year. Right. So like, that's a huge deal. So, but the way we have to run things is different than the way you guys have to run things, but you guys have had to become innovative because of that. And I think that's phenomenal. And I think that's kind of a big mate. This is, this is the culmination of why you guys are here is the innovation. And, and I think that's something that's really important for some people to hear that do work in larger districts, because I think in a large district, 
it is very easy to get stale. Um, and I don't necessarily mean like in a, pe- in, in a bad way people, but just how do you move the needle when you have a massive department, when you have these massive groups? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, that's just, it's it's easy to say, well, you know what, we've always done it this way. All hundred of us know how to do it this way. So we'll keep doing it this way because it's going to take a lot of time and energy to change it. Yeah. Uh, but you all have found ways to make that happen on, on a couple of different fronts. And that's just really awesome. Is there anything, what do you kind of attribute that to? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the main thing is we, we have really high standards, I yeah. think for our staff. And that's what we tell everybody, like compliance is not an option. You know, mm-hmm. everything will get done. It's not one of those things like, Oh, it's a day late. It's like, no, if yeah. your if your report isn't in on the day, You'll have your lead calling you and just like, hey, are you okay? You know, <laughs> yes. you don't know okay? <laughs> yeah, are you okay? Need some help? But it's also one of those things like in a big district, the wheels can sometimes turn very slowly. Yeah. There's a lot of bureaucracy to get through, you know, three different layers of approval before mm-hmm. you do things. And so if we want to do anything with budget, it's <laughs> like, okay, we need to know that nine months in advance and have a plan and whatever. So we've had to kind of get creative and like, we can't raise your salary. And we're really honest with our people. Yeah. Like we have no control over your salary. We're really sorry about that. We wish we could. Right. We're advocating for stipends all the time, but we may not might not get them. But we've had to look and see like, okay, what we can do is if you need some time to write or something, we will find you a room here at Central Office. Right. We've yeah. reserved a portable every Friday this whole school year. If you need to get off your campus for a minute so people will quit knocking on your door and bugging mm-hmm. you come over here and write, find a friend and go over to their campus, have lunch, you know, let's, let's do something. You know, if you want to come up here, yes, that consultation with me or Dr. Hackman, it could be a phone call, but do you yeah. want to come up here and, and just be have here. a minute and yeah. talk and, you know, and those are things we can do from a department standpoint that don't involve more money or a yeah. higher budget or anything like that. But that really, I think, improve the the quality of yeah. like what it means to work here because we want to make sure that our LSSPs are taking care of themselves yeah as much as they can yeah which has been been hard but it's yeah like, I, I think from a supervisory and leadership role I think being honest goes a long way mm-hmm. with yeah. that and being transparent because it's like guys this is what we're trying to do for you this mm-hmm. it, it didn't work we hit a wall but we're going to keep trying we're going to go around this way or if there's some new directive or something <laughs> we will explain why it is so that we have to do it mm-hmm. and if there's not a good reason we're going to be open about that too like hey this came from on top this is not us you know, we get it, but here's how we're going to kind of try and mediate that yeah. for you and make it the least painful as we can. And I can say it's really appreciated. Like, like there's a reason I've been here as long as I've been here. <laughs> <laughs> and it's that, it's that support, it's that transparency, that honesty, like it feels like a good, solid working environment. When you guys have been talking about a lot about supporting your school sites and the district and things like that, how do you guys so not only support everybody how do you deal with like the conflict that's on a campus because those can that can be like 47 I, that's not even a joke for you guys that's like 47 campuses in one day maybe where like people yeah. are dealing with things um <laughs> but like he is calling you i'm calling you we have a litigious art an advocate showed up we didn't know they were going to come you know now they're threatening lawyers and things like that like how do you guys like divide your time between all that too on top of all everything else you guys are doing because I think that's important I think that's very important is to like for me to be able to say I can call Dr. Rankin at any moment and or at least text her or whatever whatever is the easiest mode of communication and she will like relatively soon get back to me and I I think that having putting the right people in the right positions has a lot to do with that because when we're thinking like right now going into next year who we're putting at what schools Mm-hmm. We don't move people arbitrarily. If you love, like your campus, they like you, we're not going to move you from there. But around February, we start saying, hey, if you're even thinking you might want to move, if it's not the right spot for you, something, let us know. We will move you. We will find somewhere else for you to go. Because we, again, we want to take care of you. We don't want you to be miserable. Right. And, you know, we, we try to accommodate that as best we can. And for me, like, I love litigious arts. I mean, oh, give me a nice Ooh, battle. Give me, give me a hearing MDR with an attorney. Just, mwah, I'm it. I'm it every day. And there are some people that do not. That do not. And so we, we try to just. To be clear, that's most people, actually. Like, just so we're, you know, put that out in the universe. No, yeah. no. Attorneys and advocates. <laughs> 
I'm disappointed when I get an advocate that like really doesn't know their stuff because I'm like, oh, that's like super agreeable. I know. Well, or like, that you know is just throwing stuff up on the wall. I'm like, oh, you really don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I'm just really this, ready is, for this is gonna be fun. <laughs> no, come on. Um, but I really like that. So, and the staff knows that. Hey, if you have a hearing, call Dr. Rankin because yeah. she'll she'll take it. You know. Um, and so we're, if Emily were to call me and say, hey, I have this really litigious ARD coming up, I'm, I'm feeling very uncomfortable, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do, is I'll sit with her and I'll say, okay, how do you want me to support you? Because if you don't want to go and you want me to go instead, I will do that. Mm -hmm. If you want me just right next to you for backup, that's mm -hmm. fine too. If you want to do a Zoom and I'm holding a dry erase board, <laughs> you know, telling, giving you, you just let me know, we'll do it, you know. Yeah. And so letting them kind of have some agency in that and not just like, well, I don't trust you to do it. So I'm going to sit in. Um, and our our legal uh, person, our district's attorney, he's really good too. He knows his stuff. He'll mm -hmm. come and talk to people, talk them down yeah. if necessary. And so, yeah, I think we just have, we, we've been very thoughtful in putting the right people in those kind of leadership roles that can kind of jump in and be like, mm -hmm. it's not that big of a deal. Right. And having such a great staff makes my job, Dr. Heckman's job, our director, Dr. Scott, who's our other supervisor, we always say it makes our jobs very easy because when something comes up, we're confident that our LSSPs have done the right thing. Mm -hmm. And so our job is just to support them. Like, I don't need to cover up anything. I don't need to, you know, come in and fix something necessarily. Mm -hmm. I just need to come in and support them. And however mm -hmm. that best works for them is what we need to do. Right. And going back to the cluster part of it, like for the the things, maybe we just need to bounce something off of a colleague, you know, like it's good to, I can just reach out to someone I know in my cluster be like, hey, can I just, you know, run this past you? What do you think? This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? Like, it's good. We have a lot of different people that we can reach out to you know, for support when it's not something that's like a huge legal thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like we we have the the lesser things that we can reach out about and it's just, it's a supportive environment. <laughs> I keep saying it, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's so great to hear though. Yeah. And Sounds I think your retention rate speaks to that. Yeah. You know, like you said. Absolutely. Also sounds a little bit like a pyramid scheme, but whatever. We're not going to look too much into it. So. <laughs> it's, 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 I will neither confirm nor deny. See, now, they're the, they're, now they're the people like whispering in the hallway, like come to Northside. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I the can whole, promise you there's no upline. Like, yeah. it's, it's the whole really Michael Scott thing. For, our, for sure. So <laughs> a, yeah. Our brochure for next year is going to have that. Though. We have yeah. a couple of leads at the top, and then we have cluster leads, and then we have, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And you and all then, then we have the foot soldiers at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you brought up something and I thought I, I just kind of popped in my mind because I, I bring this up to, you know, the school psychs in our district whenever they feel like they're having trouble or whatever. I'm like, we hired you for a reason. Like we thought you were incredibly capable or if not, I would never say that, but if not, in my mind, I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> incredibly capable, right? Like we brought you yeah. on for a reason. And I feel like the same thing with you guys is like, you, like you said, you support them. You're not going in to fix them or fix something they did or whatever, um, but you're there to have their back whenever they need it, which I think is fantastic because, you know, it's, there's, I've heard from other districts where it's like, you know, we don't have the support from district that we want, or it's very like, mm -hmm. you know, infrequent or, you know, they get back to me like a week or two later. So I'm just, we've already had the yard by then and things like that. <laughs> so, yeah. and again, it goes back to, like you said, the size of the district make makes this so much more incredible so we really just do we're getting kind of towards the end of the episode here Kia, do you have any other questions you want to throw out there before we go to some rapid questions no i think we're, we're ready to go the okay. lightning round lightning round yes <laughs> i gave us i gave ourselves a little bit I'm more time around for a buzzer like there's something i, I need yes. to <laughs> okay and, and here's how we'll do it as i'm just going to go back and forth so i'll go laura first and emily then emily then laura laura emily like like that so and i i gave us some right. more time because there's two of you guys so all right so we will start with emily first what did you do yeah. before becoming a school psych so like i said i kind of just went all the way through right yeah <laughs> but my a job I did before was yeah. I worked at Central Market as a cashier and a bagger while I was in college. <laughs> so did that for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> I, uh, right in that summer between um, 
undergrad and grad school, I uh, worked like as a secretary at a, a attorney's office for a bit. Nice. And then I went to grad school and became a school psychologist. <laughs> yeah, well done. Laura? That's that's good prep. You know, attorney's offices yeah, at Central Market. That's, that's, that's all that you need. Comes from. That's all you <laughs> need to know to be ready to school psych. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, I was, um, like I said, I worked in a residential uh, treatment facility for kids. Um, so four days on, four days off during school breaks, but, you know, kind of regular hours aside from that. Um, I was a waitress for a long time. And since I was 15, still currently, um, I'm a soccer referee also. So, awesome. um, yeah, I've been trying, you know, in my abundant free time uh, to kind of work my way up the chain for that. So. And See, that, that makes sense because you know, before you just sounded so incredibly unbusy with all this free time. So now it all makes <laughs> sense. You know, yeah. Well, well any any of our staff will tell you that I don't sleep. No, yeah, no, she no. doesn't. No. I don't know. I don't know what she does. We're starting to see a little like uh, personality orbs kind of go into place with Dr. Rankin saying she loves to go to litigious arts and have arguments. Oh, yeah. Also, I'm a soccer referee and I like, you know, <laughs> doing stuff on the field, arguing with whoever's in the stands, whoever's on the field. So I feel like there's a bit of like a job for you, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, soccer, soccer referee is awesome because I have to come from here being very PC and like, how can I help you? And I'm so sorry you feel that way to being a soccer referee and like tweet what the hell no get off. Get off. no uh-uh. not today not my field get off you know it's really really nice all right uh laura what is like a weird or a different food combination you enjoy or doesn't have to be a combination just maybe a food you like oh no i i have the palate of a toddler so i don't eat most vegetables if it's green i don't want it yeah. um yeah very very meat and potatoes and I have this thing where even if I've never tried something I'll just assume I don't like it I've never eaten a pickle but I find them disgusting I just no you're you're right on that one pickles are are the worst so yeah you're right pickles, yeah. pickles now, are great, man. no wrong. now Chris my is wrong. has taught my kids to eat pickles at five and six and then to come and like try and kiss me and, like, and I'm like get away devil children get away <laughs> I'm going to go through a podcast. <laughs> Leaving. <laughs> Emily, what about you? I am the opposite of Laura. I, you put something in front of me and I'll try at least once. There you go. <laughs> so like, I like all kinds of food. Indian food is one of my favorite foods. Like I'll, mm. I'll eat it. I love it. That's makes awesome. it hard going out together like at NAS because yeah. it's like burger, fries. I just, I was like, what do you want? You tell me what you want. Yeah. That's great. Emily, what's every a place fact? has a chicken nugget or a grilled cheese, you know? So oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what's a fun fact about yourself, Emily? I uh have a fun hobby, I guess you could say. I again with uh, my abundant free time, <laughs> I dance with a performance group here in San Antonio called Urban 15. We do a lot of different stuff. We uh, used to be known uh, for doing a lot with the flambeau parade, like the big, crazy lit costumes, drums, the whole shebang. Um, we do a lot of different stuff now. We do like more performance art things, more installations. Um, but I've been doing that for shoes, five, six years now, I think. Um, and I love it. It's it's my outlet. <laughs> it's my outlet to ham it up and kind of you know do do my thing. Um, but yeah, so I, it's, it's kind of like the people don't know that until like, I let it slip somewhere. They're like, wait, what? Can we go back real quick? See, now you made me miss it. I'm missing my hip hop fitness oh, class tonight to go. do this podcast. Sacrifices. Hey, I, Sorry, I'm, guys. I'm missing my dance practice actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, after we stop recording this podcast, we're going to have a little dance session. Yeah, right go for it. Table. Yeah, we can get all that out for both of us. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so I, in addition to being a soccer referee, um, I also am like an amateur woodworker. So if you what? cornhole sets, that sort of thing, um, I make those. Do you have like so, an Etsy shop or something we could go to? Like, I do, but I am not taking orders right now. Okay. <laughs> I have as many as I need. Are you busy? That's weird. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, uh-uh. no, in schools, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm just about to start my uh, Trinity class. So I do that one of the little mini mesters. So I'm excited. Oh, nice. Okay. Really yeah, cool. no free time for the next mm-hmm. month or so. No. <laughs> okay, ever happy for the free time. No, it's fine. <laughs> All right, Laura, what's uh what's an obscure thing you're talented at besides woodworking? 
Ooh. Um, um, go to Emily. Don't Emily, what's you got? Emily first. I'm going to throw uh -oh. her. Uh, trivia. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. I'm good at trivia too. Yeah, I'm yeah. Good. So have Laura. Yeah, yeah. your trivia. So, do you all uh, also pub trivia? Is that as well? Or you're like yes. regional pub trivia champions? We've yeah. gone together. That's, yeah. We okay. we have a team. Yeah, we are we are the Woodcock Johnsons. <laughs> yes. So nice. If you're ever nope. in a bar at Geeks Who Drink, that's that's us. us. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> nice. Yeah. All right. This is for both of you guys. This is a quick one. This is the one I'm throwing at you guys. Would you okay. prefer to binge watch TV or do episodics weekly? Oh, depends dramas dramas i binge reality weekly huge rupaul's drag race fan same um, so yeah <laughs> um, i am living for all stars right now yeah <laughs> yeah so that that i like it more episodic spread out um so i've gotten my daughter hooked on it now too so we do nails and watch drag race that's awesome fridays uh, but yeah, dramas, I can't wait. Game of Thrones. I, I will like go social media quiet so I don't mm. hear spoilers just for like a week or two so I can binge mm -hmm. a couple in a row. So yeah. For me, I feel like I feel like I should want to do it episodic and do it the, like the correct way, but like no, I want to binge no. it. I know. The, the era of episodic TV is over. No. Yeah, like right now, right. Just, like, uh, just, Miss yeah. Mabel is on. In like, oh, yes. And it's like, oh my God, like, why didn't you just release all of them? <laughs> like, I, I'm kind of like just waiting. I'm like, you know what? I'll, maybe I'll just wait until they all come out and then I'll just do it then. And like, I'll have time. It'll be the summer and we'll all work out. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Because yeah. if you watch them episodic, they might like cancel it second right. season or something. And the first season, like, you have to get renewed for a second season before I'm even going to start watching your show. It's just, I I'm not, not, not going to get invested yeah. in your show only for it to be canceled in one season it's not gonna happen as, as we're go as we're going through this season kia like i'm slowly becoming outnumbered more and more with every new people that we have on because yeah. i feel like i'm the only person that likes because you're wrong because <laughs> because you're wrong chris that's why because you're wrong <laughs> although Let's i will admit that that when we heard we were coming on this podcast i did binge it i didn't you know go make sure this isn't like a gotcha kind of right. expose no. podcast or something <laughs> we're, not, we're not clever enough for that yeah no. <laughs> uh, gotcha. all right uh what is both your guys's favorite band <laughs> you can answer individually. You don't no, have to no, collectively come up with all the band shirts I've ever seen Emily and Emily wear. And now I'm just really curious as to what that's going to be. It's a bit of a loaded question. Right? I'll, I'll let Laura I'm more of very eclectic musical taste. I know that's so shocking to everyone. Um, so bands I'm not really that into it's more like just individual artists mm -hmm. and that just depends on the day um mm -hmm. so I'll just going to work I'll put my Amazon music on shuffle and be like okay universe what kind of day are we gonna have today <laughs> oh it's a Taylor Swift kind of okay let's I'm, do it I'm here for that <laughs> or you know it could be TI or something and I'm like all right it's a yeah. oh it's a podcast y'all can't see <laughs> but it's a two fingers up just, kind of day so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So we'll describe Laura oh, is currently gesturing in a no. <laughs> Love it. You got anything yeah, else? I... <laughs> <laughs> so let's see. Uh, I'll make a choice. I'm a huge Coheed and Cambria fan. I knew it. Oh, oh nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the other ones. The, you two guys, deep, I love it's them. Deep, it's a deep cut. Yeah, but good. That's good. Yeah, stuff. no, yeah. like love them. I'm gonna see them in often. I actually put in my absence. <laughs> Nice. To go see them and often. You use discretionary? No, you ever uses discretionary. I use a discretionary day. So I can go see Coyote and Cambria on May 17th. I'm going to tell Dr. to deny it. I put, watch your face. I put, I am attending an event. Having surgery on the Yeah. I started getting to them when I was in high school. I revisited them a few years ago. I'm like, oh, this still holds up. I still really like this. Yeah. Yeah, this, uh, that's when I started listening to them in high school and I introduced my, because my wife and I have been together since high school and I introduced mm -hmm. her in high school and we, we've loved them ever since. I'm glad yeah, we found it. Mm -hmm. my husband. Yeah. Same, similar vibes. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I have, I have like the comics, like it's, it's dumb. <laughs> it's, it's just so stupid, guys. <laughs> yeah. All right. Last question. What are you guys' pet peeves? Oh, I think we answered like the same. What did we, we, answer? we had very like people who take themselves too seriously? Yes, I can't stand that. Um, 
that's why like whenever somebody asks me for a bio or something like for a NAS presentation like oh can you give us a bio like a task podcast or something (laughs) you know I'm like no please because I cannot I can't write that in a way that doesn't make me sound like a pompous ass yeah and I'm just like can you just tell people my name and you know like I don't even tend to like pull out Dr. Rankin, except Mm. when I feel like I need to, it's like, Hey, Laura, how you doing? Mm -hmm. You know, whatever, like nothing's that important. You're probably not that important. Yeah. I'm not that important. Nothing's ever that important. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. We're all schools like stooges. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now I'm going to read the thing Dr. Rankin said earlier that I have to read out loud at the end of this episode. It's about her. She says, I'm just kidding. It's a joke. It's a joke. (laughs) 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 We're actually have to read her a CV right now. It was in her contract. So we're going to go through all that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are at the end of our episode. We really want to thank Laura and Emily for coming on. Laura and Emily, any last words you guys want to say before we sign off here? Um, no, just to everybody in the field. Thank you for everything you do. We know it's hard, but keep yeah. on keeping on and you do excellent work. Things yeah. couldn't function without you. So just keep that in mind. Exactly. And thank you all for having us. We yeah. appreciate it. It's been Obviously. fun. It was yeah. Our this was, yeah, fantastic. Thank this- you. This is all just a long-term scheme between Brooke Key and I to just learn more about our field because we're too lazy to read anything. So why don't we just get like the best people in our field to come on here and just tell us how to do the job and we'll just do what they say to do. So I'm more of an I'm more of an auditory I'll, I'll learner. Audio only podcast. And to all of our valuable listeners. Remember to follow our TAS Facebook and Instagram accounts at TXASP, where you can get all the up-to-date information on what's happening in our field and what the board is currently up to. You can also email us at podcast at TXASP.org. If you have any questions, you want to give us comments, corrective feedback, whatever you want to say, you want to insult me, I'm good with that too. I don't really care because as long as you want us to keep producing content and you have to go review us, you have to go give us five stars, you have to subscribe to us. And remember at the end of the day, guys, make good choices.